Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hello and welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy. I'm so glad that you're here. I just wanted to mention before we start, if you click on the link in the show notes, it'll take you to our emotional intelligence um, registration page for upcoming webinars. Uh, I'm really excited about where this is going. I love that so many people are wanting to help their kids and help their families to have a more peaceful environment, to have better communication in their homes, to decrease the stress for each individual and for the family as a whole. So we have some cool webinars coming up and I would love for you to come. Um, If you have questions about them, if you want to submit questions, please reach out to me and I hope to see you there. And um, they, for the most part, will be all different. And so you can attend more than one. I think I might repeat certain topics um, so that we can get even more people attending and hearing those conversations. You're welcome to attend more than once, even if you've heard a specific class. Um, But stick with us and uh, check in to see what classes we have up for registration. I also wanted to say, even if you can't make the date and time, go ahead and register anyways, and we will send you the um, replay um, so that you have that to watch at any time. So today we're going to talk about normalizing our thoughts and our feelings. There is huge benefit to creating a normalcy, creating some okayness with our thoughts and feelings. And I want to give you some examples in this conversation. So when we first feel a thought or think a thought and feel an emotion, if we think that they are abnormal, we create anxiety and fear and stress around what we're experiencing. So when we have that thought, when we have that feeling, if we think, shoot, this is not okay. Or if we think, I'm a bad person for having this thought or for having this feeling. We're creating an identity around that thought or feeling that will create a new habit in our brain. So instead of just having the thought or having the feeling or both, we are now creating new thoughts associated with having that thought. And we're having new thoughts associated with having that feeling And not just thoughts, but judgments about it. We're having a lot of judgments a lot of times about those thoughts and about those feelings. And these judgments are typically not helpful. They are not effective. They are not doing anything except for creating stress, creating anxious thoughts and feelings around the experience. So it's important that we accept that what we're thinking and what we're feeling is normal or it is what it is. It just is because ignoring them and covering them up and taking actions sometimes that deal with them in unhealthy ways only magnifies the thoughts and the feelings because we are giving attention to the thought and the feeling. (laughs) So we're kind of gathering data for our brain that says, this is something that we should definitely focus on. So if I said to you, don't think of a purple elephant, Your thought of a purple elephant, which you just had when I said those words, (laughs) 
you can't deny that you didn't have that thought, right? You had the thought because I told you don't think of purple elephants. And even if you replace the thought, right? So maybe you thought of the purple elephant and then you were like, ooh, maybe a yellow deck. I'll replace with a yellow deck. Try and prove her wrong. You still have the thought of the purple elephant first. So now maybe your thought of the thing that you don't want to think has come. Plus you're now bugged by yourself that you had that thought and you're trying to create this situation where you're trying to cover it up or replace it. So now we have a situation where if the thought comes back again and then again, it's like we're creating a response to it that's telling your brain, focus on that thing. So whenever Whitney tells you to focus on a purple elephant, quick, be as quick as you can to change the thought, be as quick as you can to deny the thought, which creates this fear and panic around me telling you that thing. And most of this is happening without us knowing, right? We're not thinking, "Hmm, I wonder how many times I've had the thought, don't think of that thought. (laughs) We don't really know exactly what's going on, but we can begin to notice. We can begin to have an awareness. We can begin to learn to accept that our brain is not in charge of us. We can learn to accept that our brain has all kinds of thoughts all day long. And we don't have to focus on them. We don't have to create a whole world around one thought. Uh, We can simply move on. So what we can do is we can create brain habits for sure. We know that we have these habits in our brains. We have certain neuropathways that are stronger, but we also have the ability to change our brain. We have this brain that is very moldable that is very flexible if we allow it and if we can train it in the certain ways that we want. So I just wanted to point out to you that we also have, um, when we have some of these brain habits, we also will have an experience sometimes where things feel surprising, or sometimes they feel grumpy, or sometimes they feel reliant or negative. And so some of these thoughts that we are, let's say scared of for lack of a better word, They feel like things that are not in our best interest, or they feel like things that are not our true self. So let's say if I have the identity of being a very optimistic person, and then I have some really grumpy thoughts, I might feel like, oh shoot, what is happening to me? You know, I'm turning into somebody else who's super grumpy, or if we're having thoughts that are like reliant on, let's say, needing a buffer like food or a cigarette or wine. So it's a reliant thought, you know, where you are craving something that is not necessarily best in your best interest, then that might be against that optimistic thought, right? Like, well, I don't need those things because I'm a very optimistic person. Or we might have just generally negative thoughts. And then we might fear that that's going against our identity. So you can see where like these thoughts that pop up, even though they might be totally normal thoughts, then we create kind of an identity around what those thoughts are are bringing up for us and how it compares to who we think we are. And notice too, when I talk about having thoughts that are like reliant on a thing, I don't mean taking an action, right? So I'm not saying like, go ahead and take that action and you're still just 
you know, you're still human. (laughs) I'm not saying that like all actions are okay to take. And, um, the difference is, is that we're talking about the thoughts and the feelings that are going on. We are not talking about the action. So we're not talking about like the grumpy action, meaning maybe being too rough with your kids or, um, you know, going and like stealing somebody's car. (laughs) So we're not talking about like the actions you're taking. We're talking about the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that you have. So I just wanted to point that out too, that sometimes if those thoughts go against what we think of as our identity, um, just keep in mind that that's still within like the norm of thoughts and it's okay. And we also don't want to create, um, more drama or more attention around that thought. So there is a huge relief and a peace in accepting our thoughts And I love lately even, and I've been, I don't know why I've been using this more and more with clients, but, um, in talking to your brain almost. So like if you have that negative thought or, you know, I gave the example last week of like jumping on the treadmill and right away, my, my thought was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Like, should I really run on the treadmill? And my favorite tool right now is to talk to my brain as if it is just the cutest, like, oh my gosh, you cute brain. Thank you so much for letting me know that this is going to be some work. Thank you for letting me know that you care about my actions. Um, so we're like kind of creating humor around the situation that might stress me out, right? Like I don't want to feel, um, stressed out about the thoughts that are going on in my brain. So one of my defaults, one of my tools is using humor and almost, um, letting my brain know, like, thank you for that thought. You are adorable. And what's my next thought going to be? And what's my next thought going to be? So I'm coaching a teen right now. And this is something that I am, um, talking to her about is with, um, within her day using this coach, this inner coach, right? And so when things pop up, normalizing and accepting the thought, accepting the fear, accepting anxiety, whatever she's experiencing. And then also having this inner dialogue that can be really helpful. Let's say, Oh, I'm so glad that you brain are nervous for this upcoming test. It shows that you care. I really appreciate it, but I just want to let you know that we're going to be okay. We're going to go to class anyways. We're going to go ahead and use some tools. We're going to take some deep breaths we are going to go in and we're going to give it our best and it's going to be okay. And so I'm just kind of utilizing this inner coach and um, helping her to realize that it can be a positive experience. And you learn a heck of a lot when you are um, listening to your thoughts, but then also still have your own opinion. On the flip side, if those thoughts are popping up, like, shoot, I'm going to fail this test. I didn't study enough. I should have studied more. Um, and then you create a lot of fear around this thought, right? And there's a lot of tests in school. There's a lot of assignments in school. So if we create, um, if we create the habit around these, um, activities, you know, these tests and, and homework and assignments, if we create that stress and then stress and then stress, then that's our brain's habit. That's the thing that it will default to. And then we might feel like we can't even feel prepared unless we feel stress, 
right? And so we are trying to kind of detach the drama from the experience. Um, Having thoughts about the test is totally normal. Like, yeah, it means you care. It means your brain is in the right place. It means that maybe you want to study, you know, so there's just so many good things that can come out of thoughts. And even if there's not like a list of good things that can come out of the thought, we can always just think like, well, what is my brain trying to tell me? You know, what is it really expressing? Or we can just accept the thought and move on. We don't even have to give it any attention at all. One of my favorite podcasts right now is called The Virtual Couch. It's hosted by Tony Overbay. He is excellent. I really, really love this podcast. Um, And he talks a lot about acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, And within this acceptance and commitment therapy, he uses the example a lot of like, don't think of the purple elephant, right? When we tell people, hey, these are the bad thoughts, don't think them then our brains want to think them. (laughs) Our brains are attracted to them. Um, And so instead, when we have thoughts that pop up, um, this is something that I've learned from him is to continue to accept the thought. um, And within this acceptance and commitment therapy, and there's more to it than that, I'm very much simplifying, um, but it creates this psychological flexibility. We have the ability to be flexible with our thoughts and be flexible with um, letting things bounce off of us, letting things roll off of us. So things will happen and this resilience or this flexibility will allow you to deal and to be okay when things do happen, when you do have thoughts, when you do have feelings. Um, and then one thing that I like to think about with this is that when we are working with our kids and they are coming in, they're saying, I had this thought or I had this feeling, and maybe they are already a little bit nervous that they had that thought or they had that feeling. We first want to acknowledge and validate that they had that thought or that feeling. So the first thing is just that acknowledgement. And you can see where like your first reaction to what they're telling you makes a big difference, right? Just like our reaction to our thoughts and our feelings makes a big difference. So if they tell us those things, the first instinct, we don't want to shame, right? We don't want to bring unneeded or unnecessary attention to the thing. And we can help them to understand and normalize that we sometimes think and feel things that, and that's part of life. Like that's just how our brains work. That's how our bodies work. And so we first just want to validate and normalize what's going on. That's the first step. And I like to use the example of kids because I think when we are thinking of how we would deal with it with a child, it helps us to bring home what we would do for ourselves. (laughs) For whatever reason, it's like easier to think of it outside of you before bringing it true, bringing it home to yourself. Um, So I'm going to keep this pretty short today, but I just wanted to kind of reiterate before we close, thinking about how do we make this practical? What do we do in our everyday life with this? Um, So to reiterate, like the things that we are thinking come up, right? They are part of everyday life. They are part of, um, they are part of our experience here with a brain and our brains are incredibly magnificent. And we have the ability to create brain habits, to create habits within our neuroplasticity in our brain. So our brain has the ability to change and to adapt, and it can do that over time, but we have to kind of be part of that. And so part of what we're 
hoping to create within our brain is that psychological flexibility or emotional resilience. So we want to create a space where we can feel more okay with our experience so that we are not having unnecessary anxiety and fear around what we are experiencing because this is life. This is our experience. And sometimes we will feel anxiety and sometimes we will feel fear, but the difference is that we're not creating it within our own thoughts and within our own body unnecessarily. So the next time that you have a thought pop up that is less than desirable, you can kind of practice these tools and um, that would be to first just acknowledge that you had that thought, right? Or just having an awareness that you had that thought and then practice separating yourself from that thought as if you were watching it on a TV screen and it passed by and you can just think, hmm, well, isn't that interesting? And imagine that it now moves off the TV screen, right? We don't have to focus on it. We don't have to point our fingers at it. We don't have to make this huge um, drama. We don't have to magnify what's going on. We can just allow it to move on. Um, so that's it for today. I, I think this is a fascinating conversation. Um, I adore, and I really love learning about the brain and the body and the connections that we can make. And, um, this is one thing that I think is so interesting because I think growing up, there were things that like, as they popped up, then I would feel nervous that I had that thought or I would magnify it or I would exaggerate it. So the thing that comes to mind for me is like nighttime fear. Like I had a ton of fear as a child and up into my twenties around nighttime and, um, the dark, and it was very fearful and scary to me. And so when I'm thinking of things like that, there are times that you'll feel scared, right? And I think what scared me was that I felt so abnormal. I thought that I was very irregular. <laughs> and so I, I mean, I thought that like everyone was having nightmares. Um, so there's that I was having nightmares and I thought everyone else was too. I didn't know that you could like have peaceful dreams, but I also thought that I was very odd for being so scared of my dreams or for being so scared around nighttime. And that created some fear and some shame <laughs> around that whole topic. So that's the example that comes to my mind first. I'm sure that I could think of all kinds of things that would um, help you to feel better about yourself when I talk about myself that way. Um, but I just want you to think about that example where um, I did, you know, un unnecessarily or like I didn't know what I was doing. It's not like it was my fault or anything like that. Um, but I think it's a good example to, you know, like when my, because of what I know now, like when my kids come in and they're like, Hey, I had a scary dream. I say, you know, I say, how do you feel? And they tell me how they feel. And then I say, I feel that way sometimes too. I have scary dreams sometimes too, because I want them to know that they're having a normal human experience. And I mean, I could dive into a lot of things here with the nighttime fears, because I do think a lot of it has to do with what we eat. <laughs> so I won't dive into the gut. I won't dive into the gut brain connection. I won't dive into stuck emotions and all the things that go, maybe we should do a podcast about nightmares actually, now that I think about it. Um, but my point being that when my kids are having those experiences, 
Um, I want them to know that it's okay and it's totally normal because I don't want to magnify it. I want them to know like, yeah, sometimes I feel really scared too. I'm sorry that you're feeling that because I know that it doesn't feel very good. Or I'll say something like, oh yeah, sometimes I have nightmares too. Do you want to hear about a really weird one that I had last week? (laughs) And then when you express it and you say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. And it's like not even that scary. So anyways, I'm going to leave it there with that, with those thoughts about nighttime fears. (laughs) And I hope you have a great week. Remember to go ahead and click on the link um, within the show notes about registering for the emotional intelligence classes and the webinar. I would love your feedback. Um, I would love your compliments. (laughs) It helps me to know what direction that we should take it. Um, I'm super excited to be able to bring people together who are wanting to improve emotional intelligence in their homes and within their um, family life and individually. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.